السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان العميد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كنتم خير أمة أخرجت للناس تأمرون بالمعروف وتنهون للمنكر وتؤمنون بالله وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خير الناس أنفعهم للناس أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Dear respected brothers, elders in Islam and ulama ikram mothers, sisters at home Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us as believers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us the great gift of iman Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on iman Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us with iman Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrect us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. If a person leaves this world with Iman, then a person is successful forever and forever and forever in eternity. A person leaves this world without Iman, and then we are doomed forever and forever in eternity. We are about to enter into the blessed month prior to the month of Ramadan. We know the famous dua is generally read, Allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa balighna ramadhan Allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa balighna ramadhan Inshallah over the coming days, over the radio station, the airwaves, uh, different programs uh, in the masajid and the, through the madrasas, in the talim This will be mentioned over and over again Our preparation for the blessed month of Ramadan That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept this beautiful month the way in the mercy of Allah subhanahu the doors of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wide open. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps the doors of Jannah open. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala locks up the doors of Jahannam. The shayateen are chained. And the numerous bounties and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descend upon us in this blessed month of Ramadan. So in preparation for that, Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, two months before that, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam already prepared prepared us for it and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself used to get prepared and prepare the Sahaba radiallahu an for the coming of the blessed month of Ramadan. For today inshallah uh, we want, I want to discuss a little bit about with regards to our akhlaq, our character. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen us as the best of ummas. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. We have been taken out for the benefit of humankind. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us, gives us two instructions. That command what is good and forbid what is evil. And whilst we are doing this, our character is of utmost importance. And on the other one, The best of people amongst, the, amongst you is the one that can benefit someone else. So today in school, <coughs> we ask the learners that why are we here in school? Why are we there to learn? And various uh, answers came about. Some say no to gain knowledge. Some say no to protect our iman, alhamdulillah. Some say no uh, to become successful. Some say no to get a job. But what is there actually in life that will make a person successful? And what is there that is going to benefit a person until the day a person dies? <clears throat> so that success is there is to protect a person's iman. And one way a person can protect a person's iman is by having this good quality of akhlaq and character. And in doing so, what will happen is that our iman will be protected and we'll be able to invite others towards Islam and the beautiful deen of Islam. 
Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught the Sahaba radiallahu anh initially with regards to uh, the, the injunctions of Islam, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to draw the people closer towards Islam. Then what did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do? One was to talk to them, explain to them that he's the Nabi of Allah, explain to them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has now commanded the people now to come back onto the straight path because Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wasn't the only Nabi that taught the people to worship one Allah. The previous 100, approximately 124,000 Anbiya they came with the same message. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to just fortify it and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to become the, was to become the seal of all prophets to, 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 to spread it to the world and to tell the world that this is the same injunction from the time of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, that we should worship one Allah. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to remind the people again that we should worship one Allah. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to explain to the people, tell the people. But what drew the people closer towards Islam? What drew the people closer towards following Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Majority of the ulama of the view that this akhlaq of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam played a very important role. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam showed the greatest enemies of his time, that prior to Islam, prior to him becoming a prophet, he was a very good man, he was honest, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was known for his honesty. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was kind. He used to care for the widows. He used to care for the orphans. He used to uh, worry about all the people in, in society. Understand? That they knew that this is Al-Ameen. They shouted and, and they trusted Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But after Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told them that they should stop worshipping the idols, then the reason they stopped, they, they, they went against Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not because of his akhlaq. That now that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became a Nabi, that he started to become proud and arrogant and started to demand respect and uh, told the people that I am the Prophet of Allah and I am the final Prophet so you got to listen to me and it's compulsory for you to listen to me. No. The reason is because of their own pride and arrogance. And the pride and arrogance also comes from akhlaq and qualities. We found that those Sahaba radiallahu anh, that they had good akhlaq, they had good qualities, that their pride was not of utmost uh, uh, there was no pride in them. Then we find that those were the Sahaba radiallahu anh, that readily accepted Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be as the Nabi of Allah. You look at Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, his beautiful qualities and akhlaq and his quality. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu anh, despite being from one of the richest families of Makkah al-Mukarramah at the time, but because of his humbleness, <clears throat> there was no pride. He had good akhlaq. This drew him closer towards Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the akhlaq of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam played a very important role. In today's time we find that unfortunately amongst our friends, amongst our peers, amongst us, we will show good akhlaq. But come to the person, the opposite neighbor, come to the person that is working for us, come to the people that are of a different nationality, come to the people that are maybe doing a different field of work, then what happens? Unfortunately, to a certain extent, our akhlaq changes. Why? Because we feel we are more superior than the next person. We feel that we are more uh, brighter than the next person. Our, uh, our intelligence that, uh, deserves that we, we should be treated to be more superior. Whereas this is totally against the akhlaq and the quality of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the teachings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And there numerous incidents in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of the old lady, one, the old lady, that she was abusing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam found her on, 
uh, on one of the pathways and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam seeing that she was carrying some 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 goods and he, he found that no this lady is struggling so he said let me help her out of goodwill let me help her and as they were walking together and the lady is telling a lot of stories to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to the final prophet that there's this young man he's come now in our society and he's talking so bad about our idols and he's doing this and but most of the all, all the things she was saying was what she heard just mere hearsay with regards to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he's such an evil person and stay away from him and he's a sorcerer and he's a magician and like this so she carried on talking but Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being an intelligent man a man of quality and a man of akhlaq he kept quiet now imagine if you're giving someone a lift <laughs> and that person now all of a sudden from the time you uh, the person jumps in your car right till you're driving that person for 20-30 kilometers that person is only talking bad about you they don't know who you are they just heard about you and they're talking bad about you so the entire way you are just keeping quiet in today's time that is very uh, very rare that you will not lose your temper or you will tell that person something especially if that person is of a weaker of a weaker person there is an old lady and Nabi Alhamdulillah is a, is a young man he's strong anytime he could have just dropped the parcel to say Sorry, I mean, Kala, you, you, are, you, you are going now right out of here and I am actually that person and you are talking bad of me and I'm not like that. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam could have done that. But yet Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam carried on walking in the desert for a very long time until they finally reached their destination. Understand? And when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam put down the parcels and his lady said, Oh, you know, I made enough panchat. I've spoken enough. I didn't even realize, I didn't even ask you what is your name and from where are you? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, you know that young man you have been talking about, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, the one that you have been abusing the whole way, I am that same person. So, but you didn't speak anything. So that is my quality. Immediately she says, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu annaka Rasulullah. That I bear testimony that I believe in one Allah and I bear testimony that you are the Prophet of Allah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi didn't speak anything. He didn't even invite it towards Islam. But what happened? With akhlaq, herself she came towards islam in today's time we find that alhamdulillah is great opportunity for us to invite people towards islam we complain about the people of the country we complain about various different uh, ethnicities we complain about different nationalities that they do like this and they do like this and they're robbing and they're cheating and they're thinking low of us and they swear us and they do like this but if we are doing such actions which are inviting those things then to a certain extent we are at fault because we are not showing them the beauty of Islam we are not showing them the beautiful akhlaq which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us that benefit the next person help the next person regardless of their, of their religion regardless of their creed regardless of their race no matter whatever it might be let us be there to benefit the next person we cannot say nafsi, nafsi, nafsi the whole time. Only me, only me, only me, only me. The day you die, you will need people to bury you. And that might be the same people that you have abused. If they got good akhlaq, they're going to do it. Other people will swear you. Other people will still talk bad about you. But if a person has good akhlaq, after we pass away and after we leave this world, then our name will remain for years to come, for generations to come. And it's not that we want to become famous. The benefit is those people will make dua for us. 
they will tell their children to make dua for us. The children will tell their children to make dua for us. It will carry on for progenies to come. Why? Because we benefited them and we benefited the community and we benefited Islam on a whole. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will place it in the hearts of the people to make dua for us. That even long after we are gone and we are resting in our covers and we are waiting for that reward to come so that at least we can add to our good deeds as it is, it is so little. So at least here we are adding to something, we are adding to our good deeds which will benefit us in the year after. So for years to come, that is also going to benefit us. And the benefit here, if we create that unity amongst the people and we are showing the people good akhlaq in this world also, then if there is any problem in society, there is any problem in the area, then those people will say, no, 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 that kala, that uncle, that man, you can't do anything. That, that is a person that helps us. That is a person that benefits us. Those are the people that stood by our side when we were in difficulty. So then, inshallah, we would not have a problem where people will stand up against us. Yes, there are evil elements in the society. There are people that are criminal elements. They, they look for opportunities. They look for they are opportunistic. They, they don't worry about a person, whether a person is good or not. They take advantage of a person's situation. But can we generalize? Can we say that everyone else is bad? Can we say everything in the person is bad? For those that are married, alhamdulillah, when you got married, if we started to look for each and every good, that the person must have only good qualities, then would have never been married. Because everyone comes with faults. And alhamdulillah, after we got married, we accepted that person with their faults. And if we can still carry on, those that are having problems in their marriage, if we accept that person with their faults, accept that that person is human. And we accept that we've got faults and we've got to make toba for, from it. And we accept that the other person's got faults and we overlook that person's faults and uh, we do good to the next person and rather we, uh, we we try to be a better person then that also inshallah will rub off onto that person and that person also will become a better person. So whether it is in our marriages, whether it is in our classroom, whether it is uh, with our own children interaction, if we show better akhlaq towards them, inshallah the environment of our homes will change. The environment in our communities will change. The environment in our cities and our towns and our country, inshallah, will also change. And this will become a means of people coming towards Islam. And you remember that if one person accepts Islam because of our good qualities or something good that you've done to that person, for the rest of that person's life, whatever good action that person does will come and be written down in our favor. And we will benefit from that. And that reward will be written full in our account. And that person also will get their full account. And imagine if that person accepts Islam, and from there that person's children accept Islam, and from one of them one opens a madrasa, or one becomes a hafiz, and then so they teach so many other people, or they perform hajj, and each and every child, all the reward, all that reward will come to us. By doing what? By just being a good believer, a good mu'min, by being a good human being of showing good akhlaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy first for myself and everyone else to practice on whatever has been said. Please remember us in your du'as. وآخر دعوانا للحمد لله رب العالمين